Hello, hello everybody and welcome to Hard Truth Live, live and in person. Here we are and of course, Alana, a warm welcome to you. Hi David, I absolutely love your sweater, it's beautiful I'm and festive, festive. I'm getting in the seasonal spirit in every sense of the word, Alana. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers David, to two years of a wonderful uh, partnership and friendship. Yeah. We, we've done well, haven't we? I mean, it, 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 as you say, the time go, The only thing is, you see, as one gets older, time goes by so fast, Alana. That's the only thing about it, you know. But uh, it only seems like yesterday since we started out on this journey together. Uh, and here we are, another year, 2022 clocked up and 2023 uh, around the corner. So uh, can, can I just start off, because we're live, I, I see loads of people coming in the stream. So hello, Leslie, Jason, Chris, Angela, great to see you, James, um, all you folks, uh, uh, thanks for being here. What I'm going to do, Alana, I can jump across. Make sure you watch, you watch for my peeps. I know some of them will, will send in some questions. Yeah, we, we, we'll keep an eye out across the piece. I'm just going to jump over to the Getterverse over onto Getter because we're live over there as well. And of course, we're live onto the Twitterverse. So we are live, uh, as I say, everywhere. Uh, everyone can see us apart from and hear us apart from our producer. Let me just. Uh, yes, so let's toast our producer, please. I know well, he can't. Yeah, because without, if without him, I, I don't I don't suspect we call him the boss, but I guess we can't um uh reveal his identity because we're no. such dissidents but he, without him it doesn't happen he's a man of international mystery that's who he is well, but... in integrity and talent and oh. very giving to to the boss yes indeed ah right so i i understand that he can now hear us so there we go there we go well anna that's the first thing sorted out so uh Welcome uh, to, to everybody and, and thanks for being here. You know, those of you who watch us on the, or, or sort of our recorded Hard Truth channels will have known that Alana and myself, I mean, we haven't held back, uh, as is our want Alana, I think it's fair to say, from speaking the things that others, um, you know, fear, fear to say. And uh, uh, with, without wanting to be overly, you know, narcissistic about it, you know, it takes some of us, doesn't it, to be able to stand up and say, no, that's not right. That's wrong. And we should be allowed to say whatever the hell we want. That's what hard truth's about, revealing truth, even if some people get a little bit upset about it. Don't you think? Yes. And I guess we can't just uh, waffle without any examples. And I um, certainly want to... Uh, make mention of a, of a very important awakening a little too late that happened with um, Dr. Henry Kissinger, who is in fact the author of Real Politic, yeah. uh, who has recently and belatedly weighed into the Ukraine and Russia uh, conflict and suggested it to his neoconservative readership in The Spectator, home of that ghastly little man, um, Douglas Murray, whom we have uh, eviscerated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but very, very timidly, uh, Henry Kissinger, but he writes beautifully, what a treat. Uh, Russia has made decisive contributions to the global equilibrium and to the balance of power for over half a millennium. Its historical road, uh, role should not be degraded, and he recommended establishing a ceasefire 
henceforth um, and along a certain line. But let me just rem remind our, because we've just said that we we were we are usually first to the truth. The invasion happened on February the twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty two. Yep. Um, I resurrected the only one. I'm quite comfortable comfortable saying the only one to. Maybe our producer can look for our podcast, Russia to America on Ukraine, Pot Kettle Black. Yeah, yeah, we did. And that's where I mention on March 3rd the concept of real politic. To quote, good old real politic is what that lousy Zelensky, Zelensky should have been practicing with his powerful neighbors and historic brethren, the Russians. Uh, that's what we wrote on March the 3rd, and we spoke about it on podcast. Really? And I explained what Kissinger should have explained then and there because real politic, and, and nobody was talking then of real politic. Real politic is practical politics, the arts of, art of getting along, differences and all in a real world in which reality, including the differences between peoples and their political systems, is accepted and dealt with. Now, America, as we know, is um, is uh, really more hegemonic. Uh, Kissinger was about reality, not hegemony. So this is a concept, just because you were saying we're so great. <laughs> oh, so we are. This, 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 this is what we brought up March 3rd, um, a week after the invasion, literally. And finally, the author of Real Politic has awakened and is speaking uh, reality. Yeah, well, but this this is in your column, and by the way, folks, I mean you should uh, if you're not already, don't forget you can sort of read uh, Alana's thoughts on barely a blog, uh, so you can see that there. But I mean, the thing is, Alana, I vividly recall you and me talking about this. Actually, even earlier than that, we were saying before this whole in this whole military malarkey happened, that what needed to happen was wise. Um, uh, you know, wise counsel should prevail. Exactly. Um, we we diplomacy should be offers offered the right road forward, and that what we didn't want to see was young Ukrainians and young Russians dying for no reason because we're very and I think we are both pretty much anti. anti well, we both we both agreed there were ample reasons for the war, and all of them on the side of Russia. We both agreed, but there was no justification for a war of aggression. I think yeah. we agreed on the on that libertarian principle. I think all the reasons we, we enumerated them, you know, literally encircling Russia with this, and also violating agreements whereby Russia was promised um, that all all the countries to you, you know to to around it wouldn't join NATO and then circle it. But we know that um, in actual fact, you know, the the U.S. Uni Party is actually trying to affect regime change in Russia. And this is another thing I wanted to throw out at you and wonder what you, what you think about it. But it perplexes me um, about the US punditry, including our wonderful Mr. Mr. Carlson, without whom there is no dissident voice. Yeah. Um, and, but he really falls short in the sense that he expects Americans who travel to Russia to have due process and to be safe. While we have maligned that country, every single, from rolling blackouts in Texas, you know, to power outages in California, we blame on Russia. Um, every single malfunction, political included, is Russia, Russia, Russia. 
And we imprison Russians when they come to the U.S. And I give the example of the young Maria Butina, who is practically tortured. She's just a gun activist who was pretty saucy, like a lot of Eastern European ladies are, and came yeah. and uh, did quite a few numbers with the, the Republican men. Um, she had a terrible time of it with no due process thrown into, into prison. So I want to ask you about this. This is a natural, if you live by the sword, uh, you are a head, hegemon, uh, you know, you play the hegemony game. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you expect? So a little bit about that dynamic and the, the prison exchange and why the fuss? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I actually think that if we look back as we are on 2022, uh, I, what I see is that um, this, as, as James Jameson says here on the, 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 the stream, EU expansionism helped push Ukraine into trouble. Yeah. It absolutely did. And, and something else we said, NATO is essentially the axis of evil. I'm putting it all out tonight. NATO is the axis of evil, as far as I'm concerned, in, in this scenario, and has been for arguably 30 years, if not before, but certainly over 20, 30 years anyway. So th what they've done is they've essentially replaced the stupid COVID narrative which exactly. with, with, the, with the Ukraine narrative. Yes, yes um, exactly. Excellent point. You either accept religion. Okay, let's move on. COVID is pretty much over. You didn't accept religion on COVID. Now it's Ukraine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but I find a lot of the folks who bought the COVID narrative hook, line, and sinker. They're, they've got their little Ukrainian flags in their, you know, their, their social media uh, descriptions because they stand with Zelensky, who is a crook and a fraud, and he should be behind bars. And, and here's a, a question. Well, more I, importantly, let, let the Ukrainians adjudicate their own little... Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More important yeah. from, our, from, from the, the, the uh, perspective of the Anglo-American-European axis, he's a satellite of America. He's not looking out. He never negotiated, and we pointed this out yep. in all our broadcasts. Yeah. Um, in many of our broadcasts, not only the real politics, but he never. The first duty of a leader is to negotiate. And why I brought up real politics because I have a memory like an elephant. <laughs> That's why I only had one child. <laughs> I remembered everything. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, as, a, as a kid in Israel, I remember always ceasefire negotiation. The U.S. would always intervene with our, our um, Middle Eastern wars in those days. And this was just like Iraq. The more, the, the merrier. The more war, the merrier. And all the, the whores on, on uh, the war porn whores on media were, were just yeah. getting excited about it. So... Um, yeah, the, the worst. The, to 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 your point, uh, NATO and um, NATO is a proxy and a, a satellite of the US. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, but but I've I've got a question for you because because again, any look, questions from our readers, we our viewers, we have to let them in here. Yeah, if, just uh, dr drop a question if you want uh, to ask any of us, either of us anything, and uh, we almost. Almost. Well, within reason, within the, yes, the yes. realm of decency, <laughs> ask us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I see different people. I'm, I'm seeing lots of people here in different streams and different things. Um, I was going to ask you this, Alana. You know, if, if we look back on the, some of these U.S. adventures, uh, Afghanistan, you know, Iraq, um, going back further, Vietnam, 
do you think in 2023 we could start to see essentially the same thing being played out again? In other words, they've gone in, they've caused using the proxies, Zelensky, all kinds of mayhem. And do you think, is it, is it possible they could do a runner and basically leave Ukraine a smoking ruin uh, and then go off to pursue their next war game? Do you think that's possible for 2023? You mean the U.S. and, and the NATO US. allies? Well, NATO, NATO, U.S. Same thing. I, I, uh, it's possible that there, that there will be a coordination with the fifth column, the media, and they'll start reporting less and less on their little, um, you know, puppet Zelensky. And it might happen. Um, absolutely. Yeah. The United States has a good record of just dropping uh, its so-called allies. But this is more than an ally, and I think... <laughs> Tucker has been hilarious delineating this guy's list of Christmas presents. You know, I want a bike, I want a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, it might it might just be that, but the the population, the people, have not voted on on these things, and the Republicans are long for the ride. And I guess your conservatives and your dishy rishis also uh, kissing the ring um, of Zelensky. Yeah. In every sense of the word, yeah, he is. He, he, he uh, I mean, we just—he's just a globalist stooge. Um, uh, well, we we we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the UK as well. Um, but I'm just—I'm just seeing comments. I here. love all your viewers, and thanks for all these. Um... There's lots of questions. Oh, here's yeah. a question from Jason O'Brien. Jason O'Brien asked the question, Alana: Will the Ukraine conflict drag on for years, Alana? I, I th what do you think? I think there is. A, there are a few years left in it for the for for nato and us to to milk i i, I think you're right I, I i think there will be a eventually they'll get the hell out of there they will i think but they want regime change in moscow they exactly. want Putin out they want to be able to raid the riches of russia and 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 you know carve that up with blackrock and vanguard and all the rest of it so we know what they want to do but I, I don't know about you, like like I don't like you. We don't like warmongers of any sort, but but in a way, in a in a, in a way, Putin has shown a resolve, which may, maybe it's desperation. I don't know, but he has stood up against the whole the the, the Western propaganda. Well, I mean, more so. I mean, if you see, uh, I I read very few commentators. Some of my friends um, harangue me about that, but. Um, a couple of good ones on foreign policy on the UNS review, um, you know, absolutely delineating the fact that there is a new block um, forming, an economic block, and you, and as a businessman, you know, the dollar might, you know, Putin is taking kind of the advice of our friend um, Paul Craig Roberts, you know, um, playing on the gold and and uh, diminishing together with China the dollar, so. I think Putin has done much more than that. And in fact, you know, sanctions were supposed to cripple him, but yeah, reporters, reporters have gone in there. And, and once again, yeah. we've seen some mag magnificent, you don't see the opulence that you, that you see in some of those supermarkets, so-called communist Russia, um, that you don't see it in Whole Foods in America or where I shop. And, People were pretty much uh, either indifferent to the war because they have, weren't, weren't really feeling it much or fully patriotic in support of Putin. Or there were the progressives, which I guess the next color revolution will play on, who really were upset that they couldn't travel 
to Davos. I don't know, you know. So yeah, generally, yeah. I think Putin has survived extremely, extremely well. Um, I, I, but I, of course, the power of the U.S., especially an empire crumbling, just crashes like, like, um, in in so many destructive ways. So hard mm. to tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yes, that's a good question. And, and I see, uh, sorry, James Jameson says, how do we escape World Economic Forum stooges that buy up both sides of the political landscape? Well, actually, James, that's right. And Alana and I consistently point out the fact we talk about the uni party, Alana. We, we you know, the, the, in essence... Okay, let me ask you. So I, there's no difference between in the states, the Democrats and the Republicans, per se. I think there is a difference between MAGA, arguably, but not between the Republicans. And here in the UK, there's no difference between Labour and the Conservatives. It's all the uni party set up to give us a false dichotomy, I, I think. Uh, and, and and so we, we've consistently exposed that, you know, and, and it annoys people. I know it annoys people if you sort of go against your own team. But I'm not playing that game. I will yeah. not play and, the and maybe, I, maybe the boss can bring up some of our broadcasts. We had about four broadcasts about the GOP rest in peace. Yes, we, uh, we've, we, we had a guest as well go into why the GOP is never going to be resurrected. It should rage from the grave. That's where uh, the GOP can uh, reconstitute, but the discrepancy between MAGA America and the GOP is enormous, and and I don't see any reconciliation after the um, yes, Tucker cancels GOP, and there's another one. So should you? Republicans have done nothing to defend you, and then is Democrats want to Republicans want to something, and Democrats want to kill you. That's another. Yeah, that was, was that? Uh, we had we did. Yeah, we did do that. One. Yeah, we've consistently pointed out the the, the uni party. Although I, I think, oh, thanks by the way for the kind comments on my Christmas jumper. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> Northern, Northern Monkey wants to know what wine am I drinking? The answer is a very nice one. Cheers. Um, I bet. I bet. I wouldn't know. I, I'm totally not a not a wine snob, and I think this is just like well, the standard well, issue. Something yeah. we can have on an empty stomach in the in the mid midday. Well, that's right, folks, because we should point out when Alana and I do these, just FYI, so it's, uh, I think it's just sort of midday where you live, Alana, and it's kind of coming towards um, the end of the evening where I live. So we are literally on opposite sides of the planet, actually. And one of the joys about technology is that it does enable us to um, yes. get through it. Actually, that, that's a question for you as well, just to sort of ask you, you know, do you think that, I mean, I've got lots of issues with um, social media and big tech or deep tech, as you rightly call it, and all of that, as we've seen in the last couple of days, um, as we've discovered that the FBI was actually running Twitter, which it's good to know that, by the way, YouTube and Facebook, who were on. Um, but by the way, David, the FBI has been so corrupt for so many, maybe decades, definitely since I've been in the US, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. whether it's been, you know, uh, war in Iraq or, or CIA and all the intelligence community, as they call it. Um, now, we have to point out that the dynamics, the anatomy of American politics is the big lie. Now that it doesn't, that, that, that it doesn't suit the Republicans, they're pointing this out. And just to segue, not to interrupt you, to segue into this whole um, dissident versus uh, Republicans, 
on December 8th segment um, of the Tucker Carlson Tonight Show, it was an absolutely celebrity journo circle jerk, excuse my language. Yep. Um, I guess the boss can't edit that out. It was not dissidents complaining about twatter, as you and I call it, but it was well-backed, well-oiled people, part of the power structure, none of powerless independent. Was it Charlie Kirk, Dan Bongino, moaning about losing 40K followers or being shadow banned uh, for the most for the most quasi-controversial tweets like, Oh, lockdowns are bad. One Harvard um, professor yeah. was was lauded by Tucker for saying lockdowns are are bad. Really? Sorry, so I just want to point out, David, that 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 there's again the same. Even with Tucker Carlson, there's this. Um, you you and I know what it is to be a dissident without any backing, any institutional backing, to be. Yeah. Um, from, from day one to have nothing, not not the money. When we go, our voices are shut. Um, yep. So just to point out on the matter of COVID, not for some time has Tucker had any truly impressive independent uh, medical thinker, by which I mean Dr. Peter yeah. McCullough. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. a brilliant scholar and such a... a, a compassionate clinician he has tears in his eyes when he speaks about telling old people go home monitor your oxygen and when it when it falls go down to go to the hospital when you're dying um i've recently discovered dr kelly victory extremely bright uh, woman robert malone although he's had the vaccine and your your guy your john campbell dr john campbell what an interesting man well, he, he, well he, he's been a latter-day convert to the COVID vaccine skeptic camp, for which is very, very welcome. But he's an interesting thinker and also someone called Sunil Dand, uh, MD. There are a lot of interesting people, except uh, on, the only, on the only channel where we can expect some dissident thinking. Had we followed these people, we'd be vaccinated, you and I. Of course, we that, yeah. discarded yeah. them two years ago. Yes, we did. Um, and, yeah. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll speak about you. Go ahead, David. Well, no, I just, I just wanted. I see quite a few questions of comments. Okay. Up let's here. go for it. Go for it. Northern Monkey says, "Who's on your naughty list this year, Alana?" So you have a think about that. What is that. a naughty list? A, a lot. A naughty list is. I think that's who. Um, isn't Santa makes out all the kids that have been good, but all the kids who have been bad, and they're on the bad kids are on the naughty list. So I, my naughty list would be essentially the entire establishment. That would be especially and including um, many of those who are part of the establishment yet yet pose as dissidents. So another question for you: uh, What happens next, Alana? Is the USA beyond repair? That's a big question. That is a good. Yeah, our, our, your viewers have got very very good questions. And that really has to do uh, with immigration. And yes, I recently, um, you know, someone challenged me, it was Richard Spencer, um, challenged me thinking that I was part of the people who were still interested in immigration as a topic. He challenged me on Twitter, and this was about a few months ago, and he said to me, um, why are you on about, you know, it's over. I said, but, but, Richard, I've been saying the tipping point, people don't understand our immigration system and those who do will not mention immigration again. 
um, America as a traditional, um, you know, the, the country that, that people yearn for is over. It's over. Um, and it mm -hmm. happened before Biden's influx, well before. And I, in my columns and, and hopefully in a book that, that I'm busy, uh, that's why I don't see you as much as I want to in a book, will anatomize that. But yes, America numerically and demographically is is over. Now, it's not about race so much as it is about and people i know a wonderful columnist on on uh, my blog that i uh, host fred reed often says there's nothing wrong with with hispanics there are this that and the other and i agree but the point is that every single third world world immigrant that comes into this country and it's a point i made in 2002 is inculcated into militant anti-whitism so you're not having this vibrant you know, a group of people who love America and are Christian and are going to adopt the capitalism, you are having a cohort that is massive, that is going to overwhelm completely, and has. Let's, so it is over. Numerically, it is over. And I want to just explain to you, David, I know that you want to uh, speak about Rwanda and your immigrants. No, no, I talk with uh, maybe you should, you should do that before I launch into one of my... <laughs> my well, 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 so, yes, it is over. The tipping point has arrived. Um, I have not seriously um, anymore been phony enough to discuss walls. Yeah, put up a wall that might, might do some... I like walls. I, I think walls are great. They'll prevent the next batch of people being harmed and people being killed and people being invaded. Yes. So anything you do to stop current evil is fine, but don't expect it is over for America. Right. right. I, I want to come in. I'm going to, I'm bombarding you with questions, but it, it makes it lively because I was thinking back to one of our very first conversations we had. And of course, Alana, it was in reference to your excellent book into the cannibals pot. And, and, and I've been thinking about this, uh, as, as, as is my want. And, and I was just thinking to myself, the, the way that what we see in South Africa, the way South Africa has changed, let's say over the last, whatever you want to take it, 30 years, say, is that, is that, yeah, there we go. There's Alana's book, Into the Cannibal's Pot, Lessons for America from Post-Apartheid South Africa. But, but Alana, what I was thinking was, in the same way as South Africa is a mess, it's a hot mess under the under the current regime. Is that exactly what the U? Is that not exactly what the U.S. has become? You know, yes, you South Africa was worse, worse because you know, and, and that's why I wrote that book. It was published in two thousand eleven. Still the best. Yeah blueprint uh, about South Africa, because people often say to me, why don't you update it? The principles, um, yeah. the, the good question, you know, it's, it's we have to, re, uh, we have to actually, maybe we should actually rescreen all these questions at the end and run through them because we're, I don't want to neglect our viewers, but yes, South Africa, you have to, um, yeah. So, so any new facts about how many murders, how many farm murders, how many yeah. uh, black and white uh, hate crime, etc., yeah. um, it doesn't change the blueprint and the the first principles that I delineated in into the cannibals part now, and that was a a, a warning um, cry for my new homeland for for, yeah. for yeah. the United States. However, it is much worse in South Africa because the change, thanks to the Anglo-American axis of evil was overnight overnight and and the 
Yes, yeah, more education yeah. is a minority. So yeah. there were six million uh, people by the time two million left, four million whites to forty million um, um, blacks. So here you had a chance. We had a chance to stop um, the rotting of our institutions because it's really, and in my book I make the point: it's not really about race, although race is a correlate. It's it's um, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a if you look at a, a, a multiple distribution of all the factors that go into this race, of course, matters. I'm not discounting it. Um, but we have adopted, we actually ex exported these principles to South Africa. We, I, I already told you that the first time I heard about affirmative action was a, an American writing in the Cape Times. And I thought, this is fucking insane. Who would think this shit up? But yes, we had all the NGOs come into South Africa and make clear that they wanted one man, one vote, even though our founders hated uh, raw, ripe democracy, what I call raw, ripe democracy, one man, one vote. Um, and they wanted affirmative action, and they wanted um, dispossession of whites from payrolls, et cetera, et cetera. So the country, I mean, they have regular rolling blackouts. My liberal friends write to me with those hideous emojis that I hate—the whining. Ooh, I've got, I've got the, I've got them, the the rolling blackout, and you know, yeah, yeah. you wanted black economic empowerment, BEE. You want the uh, um, the power the, the power market to be the spot the spot market uh, what you call to be according to a pyramid of privilege first black albinos and and then black lesbians can purchase it it is all structured in a way that explains um, what is happening in South Africa but we had a chance and that's what I tried to um, you know drive home in cannibal that we could have stopped it and that's where all those the thinking about wars and and coulter's uh, marvelous and vides vides work and american renaissance work everything is derivative peter brimlow said it all about immigration in the 90s um that's when it was very important but now it's over well, okay. So, so what I'm so let's switch then. So we we talked for a bit about the U.S. Let's just switch things to the U.K. And and we, we we've been going through a farcical scenario, in my opinion, over here. So we've talked frequently about the fact that the scale of immigration into the U.K. versus the U.S. It's you know it's it's yeah yeah yeah. But but it still has an impact because we may be a smaller country. Uh, we are a much smaller country. But it like you know I mean I was I I did a a broadcast earlier tonight on a different platform and our health service in the UK is being overwhelmed because essentially we are providing a service to the third world in our first world NHS hospitals and it can't they can't cope so it does have an impact but I put up this article I think we can bring it we should be able to bring it up um the British government decided that it would get this Alana it was going to deport a, a failed asylum seekers to Rwanda as if they hadn't suffered enough, and um, and so the um, this all the uh, all, all sort of the anti um, the, all the pro open borders brigade uh, were were wetting their pants about this. They took the case to the high court uh, in London. Uh, that decision was determination was made by the judges uh, yesterday, I think it was, and they judged that it is lawful for the UK to deport a failed asylum seekers 
to Rwanda. Right. Oh, okay. So we'll take it away. So that's on davidvance.net, by the way, if you want to check that out. Um, so so here's the thing that made me laugh, Alana. I thought, well, well, it's all a farce. The maximum that they can probably deport is 200. <laughs> it's one flight. Um, we, we have 40, 50,000 coming in. So, uh, and the even worse bit is it's a reciprocal arrangement. So Rwanda can de deport failed asylum seekers there to the UK. So it, none of it works. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all farcical. Yeah. It's, it's treason. treason. It's honestly, treason. So it, it, but it's treason against the people. The only thing that would ever work would be a... Because we're an island, Alana. The UK is an island. As people have pointed out here in the stream, we've got water all around us. We should put, a, in my opinion, a military-enforced uh, barrier. None shall pass. That's it. I don't care. Um, yeah, what's this? Feed the world. They know we have... Yeah, that's not yeah. Yeah. yeah, they know. The world knows that the UK is a soft touch. And that's why you yes. come here. And it's, it, it, you know, it's not that I'm wanting to be inhuman, but I think our interest should be in the I do want to be inhuman. Well, that's a good start. Because, you know, the whole edifice of the Republican argument, and you see it again and again, again on Fox, is this is a humanitarian disaster. Not, well, it not. is for the people of America. And when you make yeah. it, well, it is, yeah. look, we yep. do have we do we do have a process for legitimate refugee seekers, but that's because of the um, oh it's it's so complicated immigration, because of the immigration legal edifice erected by Republicans just as much as by Democrats. Republicans could have stopped this anytime. We don't. You still have some laws that, that can protect you, and I understand when you say it is a farce, but you still mm -hmm. have some sort of legal recourse. Anybody that comes to the United States border, that's why they're just letting them in and says, um, I'm a refugee, that claim has to be processed. Trump could have stopped that legally through Congress when he had control of Congress, presidency, and the upper chamber. The Republicans have never stopped that. So immigration is, is an absolute farce. Anybody is given, sees a judge, maybe doesn't, is let loose in the United States. That's why these people are calculated and they're coming. Is it a humanitarian disaster? I think the bigger disaster is that we think that parents who give their children over to to um, these, uh, you know, these um, smugglers. Yeah, the human smugglers. Fit to be in our country. That's the biggest human. So, no, I'm, I, I was fully for deportation, um, separating families so that you can what is law and order about is is punishing bad conduct so it doesn't repeat. It's very simple. It's in the Tenth Commandment, thou shalt not. <laughs> yeah, and, and yet here in the UK, Alana, we had a prominent left-wing politician called Yvette Cooper, who who might well be in 2024 the next um, uh, defence secretary, so to speak, here. Uh, she came out and said she thinks... It would be it, it it's it's wrong to make uh, a legal entry into the UK a crime. Let that sink in. Well, that's that's the Democratic Party's position, and that in fact is de facto law in the United States. That's why these people. That's why our border patrol, which actually they could stand up if the border patrol stood up um, en masse and had instructions from every single border state governor, they could start deporting them. 
there's nothing in libertarian law that is aggression by saying you can't go there off with you nothing that's not aggression you push them back into the into whence they came but all these people these we've had four million people come in since biden but in mm -hmm. fairness to biden it's two million illegals every year that we the uh, two million legal about a million illegal that we know of so mm -hmm. now what you have to understand is why the united uh, kingdom britain and europe is still better than the united states is not only the fact that they come and they say i'm a refugee and they have to be processed and led in the country with with um with a hearing but then there is something nobody but third world countries, actually uh, second world countries in Latin America have, and that is birthright citizenship. How many of those four million or of the million that come in every, every year are going to drop babies in this country? Those babies, you have to understand the exponential nature of American immigration. Every single baby can bring the family in legal, legally, yeah, and every single legal, one legal worker can bring in what he will call a family. A third, yeah. and in third world and second world, those are big families. That's why, because we do it legally, we are alone in the United States. And I see happy Hispanics with their families everywhere around us. So understand family unification, one legal immigrant, immigrant um, brings in a tribe. Yep. understand the exponential nature which is why i say the tipping point is here as has been reached um birthright citizenship which is absolutely nowhere as we understand it today in the constitution anyone who comes across and drops a baby that baby's a citizen and he can i guess some proxy uh, lawyer can apply on his behalf to get his mum and her family in um plus the numbers that we anyhow accept. So we are unlike any other country other than Latin American countries, some of whom which have birthright citizenship. That's why we have a catastrophe. And we are about at 50-something 50, 50 or 60% um, white. Well, so, yeah. We, we, we are down the most recent census in the UK, uh, which happened in 2021, um, it shows that in, in several major British cities now, Alana, not, not just London, but London, Manchester, Birmingham, those are now minority white cities. And, if, and, and, and when people say that, you, you know what the instant accusation is? Oh, you're racist. But you're David, racist. aren't you still about 80, 90% uh, white England overall? We, 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 in overall, if you take the entire country, yeah, we're but, about 80%. That's why let's give our viewers hope. And that's why the cities are fucked. And, and a friend of mine just pointed out that a, a, a thing that something that fascinated me. He said, you know, the liberals, the main source of global so-called warming is the cities. The cities. Yeah. I didn't know the did you know this scientific fact? It emits well, such heat. Yeah. Our people heat need to be, uh, there is hope in our people actually not being um, atomistic, uh, us congregating in real communities, creating reality on the ground, seceding mm -hmm. in small ways, yeah. Um, yeah, making, in, in sort of um, those kind of oh. neighborhoods where we can do that, purchasing property together and, and really organizing so that we can create reality on the ground. And that's, that's, a, that's a positive message for uh, 
2023. Uh, yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that will become more and more obvious. I think the cities are lost. Yeah, I, I, who cares? I hate the cities. I hate. Yeah. I used to love Washington. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Seattle. It used to be so charming. Antique shopping, fish, and the fish market was wonderful. But we don't go there anymore. They've destroyed it. Let them have it. No, I mean, well, I was in London, as you know, a couple of weeks back, uh, and uh, for yeah, a rock concert. For a concert, and 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 it has to be said, you know, parts of London. Um, I, I just, I mean, it's it's the, the the sad thing is, I look at the architecture. I, I understand beautiful. the history, it's beautiful, and, and it's beautiful, but it, it's saddening. But then, as you say, well, it's gone, and that's it. And the people that have taken it over will not be creating great architecture or anything, anything else. Uh, and and we just have to um, uh, get on with it, you know, and and forge our own our own community in our own way. And I think that means basically. And that's one of the pluses about COVID. I think the COVID tyranny has woken so many people up yeah. across the piece that we realise, and again, it's a hard truth. And, and I, you know, don't look to politicians to save you. They're not going to save you. They, yes, Argentina. So one of our viewers just said Argentina is 95. Chile is very high, but um, begin yeah. to um, dilute. Uh, yeah, Argentina well, and Chile, very, very civilised countries. Well, isn't it interesting? Argentina just won the World Cup in football. Yes. And what, what, <laughs> Accused what, by America of not being woke enough and diverse. Yeah. And, and, and what did the media say? Oh, the Argentinian team. It's 100%. It's, it's, yes. it's too white. It, well, it won. They won. Does that it, not? You compare that. To the it's, it's ridiculous. These And it's all coming from you guys are just accepting this as, as American. This American, we've spoke about exporting workism. It all comes from here. I watched the US um, US uh, Today, USA Today, a, a, a daily. Um, of course, yes. their sports comment, uh, their sports writer has to be a woman. I can't watch a woman get excited about football. It's just not real to me, you know. It's just, oh, you know, I need my, my guy from the old school. So she's going on about football and how wonderful it's been to be able to have point out the Qatar government's injustices to women and LGBTQ. And then she says, and we hope we have much more justice for the country of Af Africa. The stupid CUNT didn't even know that Africa is a continent, mm -hmm. not a country. <laughs> <laughs> the country of Africa, that well-known country. Yeah, Angela McCavena. Hi, Angela. She says that she she calls. I know Piccadilly Piccadilly Gardens in Manchester very well. Angry-looking. It's Methafidine Alley, full of angry-looking migrants. Yeah, that, that, But but Angela, I mean that that could equally be Birmingham, London, Glasgow. You name the big city. But I think if we go into our more more rural communities, um, I. Think that there is hope there. And I know a lot of us were talking about in COVID times, we maybe have to get off the grid a bit. We do need to, you know, separate ourselves. We need to become independent from government and from from the state. I don't, I don't, and I think, and, uh, you know, Alana, it's one of the things we share. I, I, I kind of despise the state pretty much. I've got to be honest, I do, and everything about it. I love our humanity. I love all the things we have in common. We don't need government to be dictating to us what we do. So that that's my view on it anyway. And uh, we don't need the experts. I think one of the marvellous things about COVID is we've seen outsourcing thinking 
the very act of thinking, analytical thinking yeah. for yourself to the experts, what has that resulted in? And we won't have the Nuremberg trials that we should have about COVID. But I do want to mention one more thing about, we were yeah. going on about the pity party on Fox News with the Twitter and the all these big people, the Candace Owens, all very well-backed and well-heeled people complaining about losing followers and shadow band. When you and I have nobody, you were removed. Um, I am very stunt, uh, stunted on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, about COVID, it, you know, Tucker has this, his resident expert is a guy called Martin McCary um, out of John Hopkins. He apparently epitomizes, he epitomizes the mediocre mind uh, with all his belated findings about COVID, two years to the to the facts that people we yep. followed were, were there. So, for example, he's not an analytical thinker. He's safe. Um, every time he appears, and hopefully, I know these people watch us. They watch us for ideas, David. Hopefully, uh, every time he appears with this Martin McCary, Tucker Carlson co congratulates him for his bravery preposterous so just an example i always say we can't just say we're wonderful let me give you an example two years ago on linkedin which usually has reliable um prof professionals piping up there was a very impressive woman she was an md a phd in i think it was epidemiology she i shared a, a um, linkedin post of hers which she was flabbergasted at having absolutely no data she was searching the internet for data and all mm -hmm. the databases bases that a researcher would have access to, to facts about the mRNA spike protein migrating well beyond the muscle. She had begun to hear that the, the spike protein saturates the body tissue, tissues. Yep. And the, I shared this immediately. I thought that was fascinating. I went to research it a little more. I didn't know that every vaccine is given in the muscle because it more or less localizes yep. the, right. the immune, immunity response and it remains localized and, and um, you know, ameliorated. The spike protein, she said, appears to go everywhere and I can't. She was a, a researcher grasping uh, and she couldn't find anything as someone who was fact-based and honest. And, and I shared this two years ago. Two years hence, Dr. Martin McCary, Tucker Carlson's expert, he mentions this phenomenon two years after. He, he said exactly this, what this woman was saying two yeah. years ago, and what you and I, we were following all this. I know my, my husband, who has absolutely never been interested in things medical, everything I said to me would take is vitamins, go to the doctor, etc., and I would do all the medical thinking. Suddenly, um, once I explain, he's, he's not versed, he's, he's got a PhD in, in electrical engineering, RF, once, but he was not versed in research methodology, which I have a good backing before yeah. before yeah. UNISA, which is my alma mater, went woke and went African. It was a superb, um, founded by uh, Oxford uh, many, many, uh, a century or so ago, over a century. Anyhow, I, I have a good grounding in research methodology. I gave that to my husband and he was off. He did all the research about COVID and came up with all the stuff. Martin Martin McCary, two years after the fact, after we've had access to all uh, these experts, these cutting-edge experts banned on Twitter, the real experts, never mm -hmm. on Tucker, sometimes on um, Laura Ingram, but she speaks over them. <laughs> he mentioned the fact that the mRNA vaccine 
seems to saturate body tissue, doesn't stay in situ. Yeah. So this is this is what we're dealing with now. And so our viewers know that if they're trusting, they, as you say, always distrust, never outsource your thinking to the expert class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, again, that, that, that's a hard truth. But and, 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 and it, you know, we encourage people, Alana, to think for themselves. Critical thinking. I saw a statistic the other day, and I think it's probably right, that it suggests that around about 80 percent of people will outsource their thinking, unfortunately, to third parties. And then there's us, the people in all the different streams watching the two of us right now. We're the independent thinkers. We are. That makes perfect sense, uh, David, when you think of the bell curve distribution. It does. It does. Sixty percent in the media, in medium, and then twenty of the retards. (laughs) Yeah, that's eighty percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's true, but it it always worries me that because I'm. But but then the the politicians know that big sixty percent will go with what they say. They that's the problem, and they have done. And and that's about just about eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. Sixty percent, and then the twenty percent who definitely super duper go with everything. So. uh, uh, we're just, Jed's just pointing out, by the way, that uh, a lot of people, I think, Alana, are seeing you here and they maybe haven't seen you before. Um, and so, uh, yes, if you want to f- yes. check out Alana, you make sure you go over on uh, Rumble and uh, also on Podbean. We've got the and audio. Of course, my wonderful friend is going to pin out our wonderful hard truth more often. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah, well, of course, Alana, the thing is that, I mean, even as we speak this one tonight, we are. We are back on the twatters, uh, and uh, we. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be given that opportunity, having yes. been gracefully removed. By the yes, way, you are in your element on on Twitter, and uh, also to tell Thank our you. viewers that we have tremendous um, viewership. Our last was almost four, fourteen thousand, but yeah, we, we'd, we'd love them to subscribe. We'd love them to subscribe as well. But we, we, the, the thing is, uh, you know, we, we, so Alana and I, so we've chosen to do this one live, live and in, in the flesh. But ordinarily, we, rec- we record this and it goes out on a Thursday uh, on, on Rumble's the best place to go and get it. So go, so uh, that, that's a good spot to go. But we've been doing, I'm just listening, I'm just, sorry, I'm just seeing so many comments here. Uh, oh, what's this? Piers Morgan. Should, and we, should we go through some questions, uh, David? So I. Uh, yeah, let, let me fling. Yeah, I'll, I'll fling a lot of stuff around here. We can see a quick, quick sort of snappy responses. Piers Morgan on Fox on a show called Uncensored. What a joke. Well, well, but we, I mean, you've consistently called out Fox News, haven't you, Alana? I mean, look, we can't, know. we can't undermine what Tucker does. He's a highly intelligent and has integrity. But we've we've pointed out uh, the shortfalls, and I think we have to just acknowledge he has to make a living. So. He does, uh, yeah. I mean, fill in, fill in the blanks with people like us, and I, I know, having been at this for twenty-three years and having seen the degree of plagiarism in the American writing scribbling profession, that they check us out. Yeah, well, I, I, I think the thing. I mean, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not blowing our own trumpet, but I'm. I've had comments in the past few days I, on my social media from people suddenly going, "Where's Douglas Murray in all of this?" And I laughed, Alana, because we were way, way, way ahead of the game in this one. We were calling Douglas yes, Murray. Wait, wait, should we have a, yeah, we had a marvellous, please go and listen to our Douglas Murray. We got yeah, happy for yeah. it, but it's absolutely, we had a marvellous uh, podcast of a lot of fun, you and I. We got hammered badly on YouTube. YouTube, it was. 
Oh yeah, yeah, but 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 YouTube, by which of course we're on at the moment. So we're on the we're on the anti-free speech platforms of YouTube. We're on the Facebooks as well, just for laughs, because I despise those platforms. Facebook, so Facebook. I'm all my. Yeah. All yeah. my links are banned on Facebook, yeah. And here's the thing, Alana, as well, that, you know, we've discovered that the FBI were paying millions to Twitter, thanks to Elon Musk revealing that. I wonder how many millions have been paid to Zuckerberg, to the clowns at uh, Google as well. J just how... Have you how seen a Google search? Have you seen what has happened to a Google search? You can't get anything on Google. Even, yeah, yeah. even mundane things. I I googled wind farms. You can't get anything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But g g Google and I mean, and they talk, talk about China and TikTok. These people are insane. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gotta we gotta ban TikTok. No, if you're gonna ban, you shouldn't ban anything. But if you're gonna ban something, I'd ban bloody Google. I would ban. Well, I wouldn't ban them, but you know, I would restrict them because the, they are. That we again, Alana. First principles. We, you and I, discussed deep tech ages ago, and we, you know, we called it out for what it is. And so that hasn't changed. The only thing is, I think Elon Musk has, he has kind of lifted uh, the the, yeah, the, sort yeah. of the curtain a bit. Oh and, yeah. And, and, and I welcome that because we've seen now the collusion between Fauci and Twitter. We say the collusion between the FBI uh, and, and Twitter. And again, fundamentally, um, oh yeah, biotech babe here over on uh, Getter is saying, use Brave and search instead of Google. Yeah, because oh, Google- Which ones? So there's a browser called Brave and actually it's Brave. the one- DuckDuck uh, is almost mir mirrors Google. Duck it's awful. Nice yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't find anything. Absolutely. On no, I, I use Brave because it, okay. it, yeah, because it doesn't do the same, doesn't have the algorithm problems that they have. Okay. Northern Monkey has, uh, has well, if I, Northern Monkey says, David Vance for new Twitter CEO. Well, if I'm going to be the new Twitter CEO, Alana, you can be my head of site integrity. And between I do us want to make the point, you know, uh, yes, the FBI leans on these people and yes, the state leans on these people. But at some point, the momentum comes from um, deep tech. And, and we're a deep tech family. Um, you know, uh, whatever I eat used to come from deep, deep tech. Um, yeah. I can tell you that it's self-propelled. The wokeness is completely genuine. The, this is what they are. They're not doing that because the state, there are... Their GDP together, some of the big um, deep tech entities, yeah. is about what four, five, um, you know, um, EU countries or maybe more. You know, these are enormous uh, uh, revenue oh, yeah. streams these people have. They are doing it because their heart is in it. They are very genuine. Uh, Zuckerberg is is um, he used to he used to actually be quite good when he was summoned about. A decade ago in front of Congress about giving over um, information to the government, but he rolled over and he plays the woke game and they all do. And I think they their heart is in it. So let's credit them with the evil that they are. Yeah, I, I see our friend um, on the stream just popped up there, uh, City Troll. Hi, hi uh, uh, City Troll, all the way from Pennsylvania as far uh, so uh, one of our I regular. Love crow. I love the crow. Yeah, that's cool. uh, that's one of that's better than seeing his face. I've seen his face. The crow is a definite improvement. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, Rustin says, in my local Methodist church, our preacher is South African. She's really, really cool. So wise. Yeah, well, of course, actually, yeah, there's funny, there's quite a lot of South Africans, Alana, in, in Ireland uh, who, who seem to have, they've, they've bailed out of South Africa and they've come here because when you talk to them, it's, it's unbearable. Life is just unbearable. Yeah. If you're, yeah. if, if many, you're many of them are, are liberals and many of them are progressives. I, I'm appalled at how so, so many have just, you know, 80% have just um, imbibed the, the, the line from the ANC and um, the United States about, you know, about yeah, what's, what's what they have. But also they've, they go to Australia, the UK, I think immigration there is easier. Um, that's right. Jack Dorsey lied. That's right. Nobody, no, um, but they well, cannot come with ease to America because of our system of immigration. Unless you brown, um, it's very difficult to, to – you have to be sponsored through a, a corporation. Um, mm. You know, mm. and H-1B visas are pre predominant. There's a there's a um, quota of H-1B visas, and the deep tech bid for it by, from Congress, which are like this with deep tech, Republican yep. and Democrat, and they'll yep. give them the 100,000 visas or what have you per annum. And for the rest, it's very hard to come here legally, and it tends to exclude the fact that legal immigration is so difficult tends to exclude good, um, law-abiding, predominantly white immigrants. So they go to Australia, UK, and Europe. Mm, yeah, but the, the, there's a lot of them go to the UK. Yeah, but actually, always have, uh, kind of always have done. Do you know anything maybe. about the immigration? What immigration requirements? Canada's got a rational immigration. We went first to Canada because my husband is so careful. See, when you come through a visa, a work visa, especially when it's someone like you or like him, these law-abiding white guys, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna violate the law. You're just not gonna do it, right, David? You just don't do that, you guys. That's, that's the way it is. So he calculated well. He could get. I said, why don't we go straight to the US? He said, I can get a work visa. However, as soon as they fire you, you have 10 days to get another job or else legally you're mm. out. Now, mm. if you have the legal migrant, so people understand immigration policy. I've been dealing with it for 20 years and nobody understands. So you have 10 days to get another job, which is pretty difficult. And a responsible yeah. white girl like David Vance or like my husband's not going to take his family all the way from South Africa Depending on one visa and that he has to take that family and flee again if he's fired from his job because that visa is tethered to a corporation. So we went first to Canada because Canada has a rational immigration policy and Canada does um, uh, expel uh, illegal immigrants because it can. Um, although America is always leaning on Canada to Canada to be more like it. So in Canada, they want to see your qualifications, whether you have degrees that are valid to the economy. And sometimes they will relegate you to some tandra, you know, <laughs> to some place where there's mainly just ice around you. But and language, if you have French or English. So you get yeah. points. It's a point system. It's a rational system. So we went first to, to Canada and then my husband got an O visa. And here's another thing about immigration that people don't know. And I wrote this for Vidare also probably 15 years ago. My, my husband came to the United States on an 
O visa. And that's a genius visa, and it's limit, unlimited. So the Ameri American uh, immigration authorities have the right to scan the universe for the best and brightest. We don't have to have the H1, um, um, mm -hmm. H1 uh, what's it called? Visa that actually dispossesses our middle class and our um, mm -hmm. IT workers. We can, the, the idea that we need bright people because we don't have them is rubbish. We have an O1 visa through which you can bring the best and the brightest, and that is limited. And the best and the brightest can be a supermodel, a supermodel that will, um, you know, create an incredible revenue stream or an electrical engineer with patents and with a, con a, oh, yeah. Yeah. a unique contribution to the field. So we have that visa. So everything about the immigration system uh, is an absolute lie. We do not have to import en masse. Um, well, so of course, I, I believe the purpose of immigration systems, I'm going to wrap up now, is is the, is the destruction of our of our our, 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 our our countries, actually. I mean, I take it more radical. Um, uh, uh, so... Basically, uh, I just want to sort of uh, just to, to bring things to a conclusion because it is a it is a festive special. Let's wrap up with uh, with your country and Kate Middleton's curtsy. Can we do that? <laughs> you're a big well, no, hang on. You're a big fan of Kate Middleton, and you really. I one thing I've learned about you. I uh, am. I love her. And it would be fair to say, not such a fan of Meghan Markle. Not such a fan of Meghan Markle. I've seen that from you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, at the moment, by the way, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle with their <laughs> Netflix documentary are dom they're dominating the um, you know the, the the news agenda. And here, here, I, 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 I want to wrap things up. But I have a few more things to say. I have questions for you just before we go. So, so here's what I don't understand. Why do people say Meghan Markle is a black woman? She's not a black woman. Her dad is as white as you and I. She is not of she is of mixed race, perhaps, but but she's not a black woman. Here in the UK, people are saying, Oh, you can't say anything about her. And if you do, it's because you hate black women. What? What sort of what nonsense is that? So um, what do you think? Is, is Meghan Markle a black woman, a woman of color in your eyes? Oh, yeah. um, she's a mixed uh, race woman like Obama. She's a mixed race. And she's like Obama. I think um, um, she's ad adopted that identity that it has most political cash, you know, that is most um, extractive of the political and social, uh, socio-cultural system that we have and climate that we have. So it's extremely um, advantageous to be black and therefore she emphasizes less her white father and I think she's yeah. even antagonistic with him and she's embraced her white mother because that gives this very malevolent woman who is actually a race baiter and a race spotter it gives her power so she's embraced that as she's she's a mixed race lady and that's, yeah, she that's fine I, uh, so fine. it's just what she does with it she's embraced that it, and it just shows you that Black in 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 the Anglo-American world is beautiful and is powerful because that's the identity that both Obama and uh, people like mm -hmm. Markle embrace. If it was shameful and degrading, they would have embraced the white identity. So there's one way to uh, absolutely destroy the whole racism thing. They embrace the the white the white thing uh, the the black thing, and they yep. make hay with it. And so I just want to. You saw that curtsy, my favorite lady, um, yeah. Kate Middleton. You you don't like her. I love her. So she no, did no, a curtsy. I, 
I, I'm in, I'm sort of indifferent to them. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't like the royal family uh, anymore. Okay. I, I'm a royalist. Uh, I think we, you and I, covered this also in a broadcast that they've let, yeah. let, let everyone down. They've been. Well, they have. They, they, they yeah. have. And, and, and actually, they, there was a race baiting incident that happened two weeks yes, ago. Yes, we mentioned that on our last. And, and I have not. I mean, they, they sacrificed Lady Susan Hussey uh, to to this alleged African. Negozi yes. Fulani, who turns out to be called Marlene Headley, and yes. again, born and bred in British. Angela McCavener says, "If uh, this is back to um, the subject of Megan for a second, if she's a black woman, the Elizabeth Warren is an American Indian. Well, she is Angela. She's one ninety sixth American native. Is that not right? Something <laughs> like that." I saw something like that. Uh, it's David, it's like like all my uh, anti-Semitic re uh, readers who are very loyal, thank you all, um, always say you're not white, Ilana. And, I, and my, I have one funny editor who says you're at least as white as uh, George Zimmerman, the man who who um, killed uh, <laughs> Trayvon Martin, and he was Hispanic. My, my editor always says... Yeah, so, 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 so we can we can speak about race, but just in her limited capacity, I think to to wrap up my part of this, Kate Middleton did do this very gracious curtsy, uh, loving on her um, father-in-law and, and the the um, the Queen Consort, oh, oh, yeah. Camilla, who's really endured quite a bit um, and shown her mettle, and she did this beautiful curtsy, and it just shows that this. Two-bit actress who can't even muster, um, you know, um, unable to learn the most simplest of routine, the courtesy, that the courtesy, the Meghan Markle, Markle um, is just spiteful and nasty. Uh, she wants to destroy a family rather than be part of it. Who wouldn't want to be part of the royal family, David? I would. Yeah, although yeah. I have to say, I mean, I'll give mean, my confession is my secret pleasure is I've been watching the series Suits, which she starred in. Oh, it's uh, awful. It's awful. I love it. I love it. You love oh, it? I, I do. And I particularly love Donna, the, you know, the uh, the, the red-haired assistant to Harvey Specter. I'm particularly a big, a, a big I fan. I don't know. I just found it was so fake. They, they come in with their little skirts and their pinstripes and their soliloquy lines, and then they walk out. I, um, I thought it was just so. I, yeah, I know it initially, but it became so rigid and fake. Oh, no, um, I, I, I gotta say, I, 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 it's a guilty like, secret of mine. It's a guilty secret. I loved it. I think Meghan Markle is pretty good in it, actually. But she's not bad. She should have. She should have stayed. But it's still a well, B act. B actress. Nobody still, knows. Still her. an actress, isn't it? But that's the point, isn't it? She's still an actress. She's doing the same thing yes, now. But she's very mediocre. She's hardly. Um, Lawrence Olivier, you know. No, well, she's probably she's, she's probably not. So biotech babe says she held a suitcase and smiled on deal <laughs> or no deal. Not an actress. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that was my guilty secret. That's all I'm just confessing. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not, but I want to ask you this: Is no. I know you want to wrap up and, and we are going to wrap up. Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you this last last question. Yeah. Don't you think if this family, the royals, look weak and worse? Yeah. Um, they look rudderless. Yeah. It's time to make this pygmy napping at their heels cease and desist. Don't you think it's time for Kate to take that pointy Prada stiletto and stick it in that squat behind, Meghan Markle's behind? They have to make a stand. They can't keep turning the other cheek 
they have to say you're not invited to the coronation you're not invited what do you think and we'll we'll close with that yeah I, I, what, what, what i think i said that's an interesting point out as well i i, I think that the, the thing about the late queen elizabeth was she presided as monarch over a long time and she did not get she did not engage in in this kind of stuff it was all below her she she didn't rise to the bait apart from arguably around the death of Diana, right? And, and, and that's, that's what saved the British monarchy, I think, during those long decades when, when she was on the throne. This new, this new King Charles and, and whatnot, um, they don't have the wisdom that she had. And, and therefore, I think they're going to destroy themselves, Alana, I think, on, because they don't seem to realise that embracing the current thing doesn't doesn't lead yeah. to endurance. Yeah. It leads uh, to destruction. Is, is it is it not rising above? It's not not to invite someone is to make a statement without any yeah. words. It's yeah. a classy thing. It's saying, look, yeah. you have degraded us. You've degraded the, our yeah. mother's memory. You have stomped us on us. You are cheap. You are just beneath us. Just we don't send. We don't. It's a negative action. It is not a positive, harmful. Uh, spiteful yeah. or uh, cheap in any, it doesn't cheapen the fact it's time to make a stand on this woman. I mean, I'm seeing comments like Zed List actress to, to Megan, uh, she was outright disrespectful. Uh, yep, I see all your comments. Contempt I think, contemptuous, yeah. Not. I, yeah. I think the room agrees with the, the, the gist of what we're saying, you know, and, and yes, I do think uh, that it would be good as you say, Alana, to make a statement and not invite. But by the same token, the same Buckingham Palace should not have invited the, the Ngozi Fulani, a.k.a. Marlene Headley. They shouldn't have invited her as well. So, yeah, you're right. You know, like, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's early days, I suppose, but um, it doesn't look promising. But regardless, whatever happens in 2023... Here's we my will, friend. We, yes, a final, I will raise a final glass to you, Alana, greatest... Great to you, David. And, you. and we meet you. here again um, on the 17th of January. That's we will. Yes, we will resume in January back on the hard truth. Unless uh, we have real breaking news. Oh, yeah, yes, unless, unless uh, I don't know, I can't think of whatever it might and happen. Me me Merry Christmas to our um, viewers. Yeah. Merry Christmas. To, to, to all Happy, our viewers. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. And Yes, indeed. And also, uh, look, thanks for everyone for supporting Alana and myself on Hard Truth uh, on whichever platform you watch it on. But if you watch it in Rumble, as I say, make sure you give us a subscribe over there. Uh, to all of those watching this on Twitter as well, if you would do us, do me a favor, go to Hard Truth, hit subscribe over there as well. Uh, we've been doing this to myself and Alana now for quite a while, and uh, it's good fun. And um, what, what's really good is, uh, yeah, we uh, we just we just speak. Uh, I think um, we speak. The, we speak we as we find. Get on, my friend. I think we, we do. Two disagreements in two years, and we always resolve them in a civilized and an affectionate manner. And we have the most wonderful producer whom we thank. Yes, indeed. So, look, thanks for thanks for everyone for sticking. This has been a, a mega long episode of Hard Truth, but it's been fun. We've had a glass of uh, of festive cheer, and so I want to uh, salute you, Alana, everyone in the stream. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, uh, this Hard Truth channel will be back in 2023. And of course, um, if you tune in to me on what night is this? Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I will be back uh, live. And uh, 
so hopefully you'll see me then. But look, that's it from Hard Truth for 2022. It's all wrapped up. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night.